Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week we're featuring a special preview in anticipation of the 59th New York Film Festival, taking place from September 24th to October 10th. An annual bellwether of the state of cinema that has shaped film culture since 1963, the festival continues a long-standing tradition of introducing audiences to bold and remarkable works from celebrated filmmakers as well as fresh new talent. Join NYFF director Eugene Hernandez, NYFF director of programming Dennis Lim, and the programmers from NYFF 59 as they discuss their top picks from this year's festival. Explore the full lineup, see the festival schedule, and get tickets at filmlink.org NYFF. This talk was first available to FLC members who play such a vital role in all we do. If you're interested in supporting FLC by becoming a member and exploring member benefits, visit filmlink.org members for more information. So just to run through the, the programming teams, the main slate committee is uh, myself, Eugene, and three colleagues who are not here. Um, Florence Almozzini, many of you know Florence. She's been around for, for several years. Rachel Rosen, who is based in the Bay Area. She is the former artistic director of the San Francisco Film Festival, and Cameron Collins, who is the chief film critic uh, for Rolling Stone. So you'll, you'll, you know, you'll see them around. Uh, they'll be around all festival. And then the current team is myself, Florence, uh, Eileen Nash, who's here. Uh, Eileen and I worked on the projection section of the festival for many years, and Tyler Wilson, who's an assistant programmer here. Tyler works on our first runs and many of our year-round programs. Um, so that's four of us. And Eileen and Tyler are also our head shorts programmers. So the shorts programs, the eight shorts programs that are within Currents uh, were put together by them. We also have a revival section, which is uh, overseen by Florence and Dan Sullivan, <laughs> right here, uh, another year-round uh, team member. While Spotlight is a section that Eugene and I work together, sort of like after everything else has fallen into place, uh, with input from our main slate colleagues. And then we also have our talk section, uh, which is being programmed as we speak. This year, travel is really complicated, as you can imagine, with the travel ban still in place. We're actually still figuring out which filmmakers can be with us in person and which we'll have to record Q&As with uh, in the coming week. <laughs> the talks are organized by two of our colleagues, uh, Maddie Whittle, who is here. Maddie is also a member of the year-round programming team, uh, and uh, Devika Girish, who is not here, I think, but De Devika is uh, one of the editors of Film Comment. So this is the team. Should we each like recommend two films or something like that? <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be really easy to recommend our our big films, our gala films. So I'm not going to do that. But you know, the fact that there's, that we have such um, such rich films in our in our opening centerpiece and closing spots, I think is it it, it you know these are filmmakers that you know, and I think that. Um, rather than tell you about films by filmmakers that you know, I'm going to maybe pick a couple films that um, are from some new faces. I think it's really great that looking at the lineup, across the whole lineup, but even just in the main slate, having some familiar faces, familiar filmmakers uh, alongside some filmmakers that you're going to see uh, at the festival for the first time is is just super exciting. I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again. There's a 
There's a film by a Russian director, uh, Kira Kovalenko. It's a film called Unclenching the Fists. I had the opportunity to have a conversation with her at the Telluride Film Festival recently um, to moderate a Q&A with her. And um, that was her first trip to the U.S. Uh, this will be her first trip to New York. As of now, she's confirmed to be here. And it's a really special uh, feature coming from kind of a, an area of the Caucasus region in Russia that uh, where films are, are, are not typically set or, or made. Kira is one of a, a number of uh, folks uh, who have studied with Sokorov, and um, her, her life and career were going in a whole different direction before she um, took this course. Uh, her partner in life is Kantamir Balagov, who had a film here at the festival Beanpole a couple years ago. Uh, and his film Closeness was at the New Directors. She and he and, and a couple other folks were in this program, and, and for her in particular, it really kind of transformed and changed the way she kind of looked at um, her own life and and sort of what she wanted to do with her life. So um, the opportunity, I think, to bring this film here and to to share it is going to be uh, going to be super special. Um, I'm going to also mention. Uh, let's see. God, there's there's too many, of course. Um, I'm going to mention Flea. Jonas Pohar Rasmussen's film uh, that was at Sundance this year. Um, I think it's going to be a really special, it's, it's a unique documentary. I think it's going to be a really special night and an opportunity to um, engage and connect with a film that's uh, telling a true story in a really uh, origin, original, uh, imaginative, and really, I think, poignant, uh, poignant way. So if you uh, get a chance, I would say, uh, circle those two on your schedule, and if you can fit them in, I think you'll be in for a really special experience. Bring some friends; it'll be a it'll be a good night. Um, so I'll take those two. Uh, two more than two. <laughs> Unclenching the fists was the Russian film. Flee, yes. Limit. Well, I mean, there's 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 way too many, but. I mean, I think I think the I think the Velvet Underground documentary that we referenced earlier is super special. Todd Haynes uh, looking at not only the Velvet Underground, the band, but also looking at the moment uh, in the '60s that that really birthed uh, so much creativity. It it created this this band, it created this festival, and it really connects with the the. Um, avant-garde film scene that was exploding at the same time that um, the the music scene was also happening and, and other arts certainly as well. So I think Todd does a great job of just like exploring all of this, uh, all of what was happening in New York at that particular moment. And um, there's going to be some great opportunities, I think, to go deeper um, with that film and what it's exploring. Maddie can talk about the talks putting together and um, Ed Lockman's uh, revival film, Songs for Drella which will play as well. And I think it's just going to be a really terrific, uh, a really a really great opportunity to kind of look at um, that moment from a bunch of different uh, perspectives. I don't know, what would you single it? Hi, everyone. So I'll tell you about a couple of features in our current section. One of them is called All About My Sisters, and it's made by a young uh, Chinese filmmaker called Wang Qiong. She's in her early 20s, and it's about the impact of the one-child policy on her family, and particularly on her younger sister, who was born in a period when it was um, really heavily enforced. So she had to be sent away and raised by a distant family member. And um, the filmmaker has been 
was making this film since her teens and it's all it's comprised of all of this footage she shot in very intimate moments just in conversation with different family members and um yeah it's just really masterful masterfully um edited it's tons of footage over many many years and um yeah, it's just a striking work and it's already sold out, but I think we've added an extra screening to that. Um, <clears throat> and another film, um, also a documentary from China, is um, uh, River Runs, Flows, Erases, Replaces. And it's a portrait of the city of Wuhan, which is um, where the filmmaker, it's her hometown, and particularly focuses on the Yangtze River. And it's really beautifully shot um the cinematography is incredible just the way it captures the scale of the architecture and infrastructure and development of the city um with um kind of the width and breadth of the river in relation to um the inhabitants it's really fe you feel that it's the river's the life force of the city and um it's interspersed with many um really poignant letters written to loved ones who were lost in COVID. Um, and yeah, over the years, we were watching many films for the festival. There were, as you can imagine, a lot of uh, COVID pandemic related films. And I think, yeah, we have uh, several in, in the festival overall and in currents, but um, I think this film and I, our opening night film, which I think one of our one of my colleagues will tell you about. Um, yeah, I think just framed this past year in um, really kind of new and interesting ways to, to think about um, how it's impacted all of us and kind of the act of making films and work um, in relation to the changed lives of, of everyone. Um, and lastly, I just want to highlight our shorts programs. Um, as Dennis mentioned, all of the shorts in the festival now live within Currents, and it's really where all of the, uh, a lot of the emerging filmmakers and young talent um, are featured, and a lot of the experimentation and uh, with new forms and kind of thinking between our practices, documentary, and different um, genres. Um, can be seen in the short, short section. So if you've never seen come for one of our shorts programs, I recommend you check them out this year. So I will pass it on to Tyler. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll highlight the opening night film, which is one of my favorites, uh, The Segua Diaries, uh, directed by Miguel Gomes uh, and his partner, Maureen Fascindero. Uh This is a... Uh, film about making a film sort of in the thick of the pandemic and lockdowns and socially distanced sets. Um, but more than that, it's a film that is sort of told in reverse. Uh, so it's uh, anyone who, if you're familiar with uh, Miguel Gomes, especially his earlier films, uh, uh, this one is, uh, I think, as playful and beguiling and, and funny as, as those early, as those films and uh, even his more recent uh, Arabian Nights uh, films as well. Um, it, in spite of it being a film about COVID and the pandemic, I, I think it actually finds a lot of freedom in that in that restriction. It, um, so I, I definitely encourage you uh, to take a, a look. It is um, 
by no means a depressing uh, film that will just make you reflect on the past year, but I think it is really a a more, uh, I don't know, restorative, generative film that I think you'll have a lot of fun with. Um, uh, another feature I'll, I'll, I'll highlight is uh, Kira Russo's Il Gran Movimiento uh, that's screening also on the opening weekend. Uh, this is a Bolivian film that uh, takes uh, as its subject a, a group of miners that uh, the filmmaker has been working with for some years. Uh, he made a film with them uh, called Dark Skulls uh, a few years ago in 2016. Uh, and this one focuses on one a miner who's uh, out of work, um, dealing with alcohol addiction, and uh, when he he migrates to with with a group of other miners, he migrates to a, a La Paz looking for work and is stricken with a mysterious illness. And um, I think it's just, it's one of those films that will look absolutely incredible on uh, a big screen. Uh, it it is filled with these very intricately choreographed uh, long takes long lens zooms, the kaleidoscopic psychedelic imagery. There's a dance number. I, I think it is, it's uh, a very wild film that, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you should miss in a cinema. Um, and yeah, I, I would encourage you to just take a dive in um, any one of our shorts programs. Uh, uh, like I always said, this is, this is a section uh, sort of devoted to showcasing innovative, more experimental films uh, and more emerging filmmakers, but you'll also find uh, maybe some uh, filmmakers who you might be familiar with. Uh, we have a, a program featuring uh, a film by uh, Matias Pinheiro and Lois Patino, uh, filmmakers we've showcased in New Directors and uh, the New York Film Festival. Um, we also have a short film by Apichapong Rosethical, uh, uh, Night Colonies, which is uh, his own sort of perspective on the past year. So yeah, I, I really, um, maybe it'll be easier to talk to you on an individual level about uh, the short films and what programs might uh, be of interest to you. But uh, yeah, I really encourage you to just uh, dive into any one of them. I hope you wouldn't be disappointed. But, okay. Hey everyone. I'm one of the two programmers of the uh, revival section, along with my colleague Florence Amazzini, and also our uh, program advisor, Gina Tellaroli. So I'll uh, highlight a few things in the revivals uh, section, naturally. First, maybe a film that you're already aware of, uh, Melvin Van Peebles' is uh, Sweet Sweetback's Badass uh, Song, just like an extraordinarily historically important film on uh, for a host, of, uh, a host of reasons, and a film that if you haven't seen before, I think uh, uh, there's no time like the present. Uh, this new restoration of it is uh, very, very gorgeous, and... Um, and yeah, it was a film that was hailed by by Huey Newton as like the uh, the first properly revolutionary film uh, ever made. So um, so yeah, don't miss that. Um, and also one of the one of uh, the things that we've been trying to do with the revivals section is not just sort of like wheel out, uh, you know, the the canon like all the films that you already know uh, uh, back and you know front to back, um, and Part of that is entailed like highlighting maybe some more recent uh, films that have kind of, uh, or, you know, like 20 years old <laughs> recent um, films that uh, have, uh, that maybe you don't know about, um, but are nevertheless being restored today. So Nina Menkes is uh, The Bloody Child is definitely worth your time. If, if you're not familiar with her work, uh, I, I don't think her work has played very much in New York since like her retrospective at Anthology Film Archives, which is almost 
uh, 10 years ago. Um, very, very happy to say that she's going to be here to present The Bloody Child from 1996, which is uh, this really uh, mesmerizing kind of like fractured narrative that uh, pulls from uh, from the war fi- from like war films. Uh, it, pour- it pulls from like true crime uh, a little bit um but it uh maybe i shouldn't say too much more and you should just check it out and the uh, i had one more film i wanted to talk oh yeah also another film that you might not be familiar with uh chameleon street by wendell b harris jr which uh won uh the top prize at the 1990 uh sundance film festival um this is like perhaps uh the best film ever made about like uh about con men and grifters and and so on uh it's a biopic of a real of a real uh con man uh played by the director himself um so you sort of uh follow him as he uh as he moves through his life impersonating uh various people and uh occupations and so on uh uh including but not uh, limited to uh, he, he pretended to be a surgeon for a while and performed like actual hysterectomies on people with no training. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just an incredibly interesting uh, film of ideas. Uh, uh, there's a lot there uh, to think about and talk about if you take a chance on it. So yeah, come on over to our corner of the festival. I think, uh, I think you'll have fun. Hi, I'm Clinton Crute. And I'm Devika Girish. We're the editors of Film Comment. The Film Comment Letter is a free weekly digital newsletter featuring original film criticism and writing by Film Comment's editors and brilliant contributors. The letter delivers exclusive features, reviews, interviews, streaming picks, news, and more directly to subscribers' inboxes every Thursday before they're published on filmcomment.com the following Monday. Sign up today at filmcomment.com to get the letter every week. Support independent film journalism. Support film comment. Before I bring up uh, Maddie and Devika to talk about talks, I just want to uh, point out that in you might have noticed uh, in the trailer, <clears throat> the first person you hear speaking in the trailer is Amos Vogel, um, who was the founder of the festival. This is his, the cent- this year is the centenary of his birth. So within the spotlight section, we have a seven film program. Uh, that I worked on with Tyler and Thomas Beard. Um, and it's just, you know, um, it, it's really hard to do justice to Amos's career in seven programs, but we tried. Like, um, it showcases, you know, his work at Cinema 16, this incredibly influential film society that shaped film culture and film going in, in New York, um, and also recreates some programs from mid-1960s New York Film Festivals. A lot of rarities. It's really, really, we're really proud, really happy about this um, this, this sort of subsection of, of spotlight uh, and encourage you to, 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 to check this out. Um, and I am going to bring up Maddie and Devika because they have a sort of a little Amos Vogel connection in, 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 in the talks uh, that they, they are working on. So they'll tell you a little bit about what they have uh, in store. Yeah, so um, we are in the in the thick of working on the talks program at the moment um, because, as has been alluded to, um, the question of which filmmakers will be physically present for the festival is still very much in flux. Um, some, you know, some travel has been confirmed, and with each passing day, we learn more about who will be here and who won't. But we are uh, in the process of working with that information to bring together some conversations that we're really excited about and. 
will be announced later this week, uh, sort of an initial round of programming for the talks, and more events will continue to be confirmed uh, closer to and probably during the festival. So keep an eye on the talks announcements because there's going to be some really exciting pairings that I think are going to come together kind of, kind of late. Um, to speak to what Dennis was alluding to, uh, we're very excited this year to be inaugurating uh, an Amos Vogel lecture series, which we hope to make an annual program um, in honor of the co-founder of NYFF. Uh, this, in conversation with Dennis and Tyler and Thomas, who've been working on the retrospective, we decided to instead of going with a standard kind of Q&A panel format, uh, create kind of a lectureship, a, a, a lecture uh, event that would involve a speaker uh, with, a, with some kind of investment in the ideas and work of Amos Vogel coming to speak about their application today in the, in the film communities in which he's still such an outsized figure. Um, and so... We're very excited to be welcoming the filmmaker Albert Serra, who is not presenting any films in this year's festival, but uh, in past years has presented his films Liberté, The Death of Louis XIV, uh, and some other uh, films that you might remember in recent years. Uh, so he, we're very lucky to be able to travel him to New York to give this lecture. He's uh, a longtime admirer and, and sort of acolyte of uh, Amos Vogel, and uh, as we learned in the process of programming this, he wrote the foreword to the French edition of Amos Vogel's uh, iconic text, uh, Films of Subversive Art. So we are very excited to hear what he has to say um, about Amos, about his own work, uh, and uh, it'll the, the lecture will be followed by a, a Q&A, kind of a discussion to tease out some of these ideas more. Um, so beyond that... Um, we have a few talks confirmed, and David can talk about some of them. Um, among them, one that I think our audiences will be really excited for is a talk with uh, the Japanese filmmaker Ryusuke Hamaguchi, who has two films in the main slate this year, uh, Drive My Car and Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy. Uh, and we're excited to be able to get him for a deep focus talk, which entails like a, an hour-long, in-depth, career-spanning conversation with uh, established uh, filmmakers at various stages in their career. And so um, that is one of the events that we currently have confirmed that we're very happy to be able to talk about. Um, but keep, definitely stay tuned this week, later this week for the announcement and uh, con continuing news to trickle out about what talks you can come and see. Most will take place in the amphitheater here. Uh, a few will take place in the Walter Reed Theater, including the Amos Vogel Lecture. Uh, and uh, a couple will be taking place in Damrosh Park, our outdoor venue this year. Um, yeah, and uh, just to note, all these talks will be free for all, so bring your friends. And uh, there might be a couple of virtual talks. We're still holding out for a couple of filmmakers that we really want to bring here. If they can't come here, we're going to find a way to still, you know, bring them here virtually. Uh, but, you know, they'll all be free and sort of supplement the entire festival. And Maddie just described our deep focus, uh, one of our deep focus talks with Ryusuke Hamaguchi. That's one of the three strands of talks we have. If you followed the talks program last year, we sort of inaugurated these three subsections. So deep focus, as Maddie said, are these long, in-depth conversations with filmmakers or actors or other talent who've had, you know, uh, long bodies of work that we want to explore in like an in-depth conversation. So we're in the process of working 
you know, we have a couple others also lined up, but just waiting for all the T's to be crossed and I's to be dotted before we um, announce them. Uh, then we have a series of talks called Crosscuts that's pairing filmmakers from across the lineup. And some of those will be unexpected pairings. Uh, you know, some of them will be across genres, across sections, uh, more experienced filmmakers with younger filmmakers. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. One I'll just shout out is a crosscuts talk between Silvan Zercher, the director of The Girl and the Spider, and Alexander Koberidze, the director of What Do We See When We Look at the Sky, uh, which I'm really excited about because I love both those films a lot. And they're also sort of emerging directors. They only have a couple features under their belt. And in the process of reaching out to them, we discovered that they went to the fam same film school in Germany. It's always nice to like see these connections pop up when we do this. And I feel like there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure uh, my colleagues have talked about the large number of first time or younger emerging directors in this year's lineup. So we're trying to get a lot of those, uh, you know, people in the talks lineup. And the third strand of talks is called Roundtables bringing together a variety of people from the New York Film Festival lineup, but also other scholars and critics and programmers for thematic discussions that sort of connect the NYFF lineup to the larger kind of cultural issues that we're all talking about. Uh, and I'll just mention a couple of those. We uh, Some of those talks will be presented by Film Comment, which I'm an editor for, and those will sort of be criticism-focused talks. And one of them is a Velvet Underground uh, talk with Todd Haynes, Ed Lackman, Amy Taubin, and maybe some more people. And it'll be sort of about the New York avant-garde and how that's relevant to film culture today. So that uh, one we're very excited about. We're also putting together a roundtable on the question of labor and cinema and, you know, the history of uh, workers uh, when, within the film community and their present sort of uh, engagement with labor movements that also we're thrilled about. And I'll just mention a couple names that I don't want to give away what kind of talk they're in, but, you know, we're going to have Mia Hansen-Love coming and talking to an audience, the director of Bergman Island. Uh, we're going to have Saul Williams, uh, who directed Neptune Frost, uh, and his uh, co-director, Anicia Uzeman, coming as well. And I think that film is just so fun. And I think what we have planned for uh, with him is going to be really unique. Uh, and yeah, there's a couple other things in the, in the making. So just keep an eye out. So um, I think I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll we'll end soonish because uh, we want to hear from you and, and talk to you. Um, I will recommend the two Romanian films in the main slate um, because um, Romanian cinema is, has been actually a big part of, of international um, art cinema for 15 years or so now. And we've, we've certainly showcased a lot of it at the festival. Um, Christian Munju, Christi Puyu, Corneliu, Poromboyu. Uh, none of them have films this year, but we have two filmmakers both named Radu um, and they're very different films, uh, and I love them both. Uh, Radu Jude won the top prize at the Berlin Film Festival with a film called uh, Bad Luck Banging or Loony Porn. Uh, and is, yeah, the title suggests it's, it's pretty out there. Uh, it's a film about a sex tape um, and what happens when that sex tape falls into the wrong hands. But it's also a very serious film, I think, about um, 
the culture we live in, uh, about ideas of morality today, about the pandemic, um, and it's also a very funny film. Uh, and the other film is by Radu Muntian, who had a film called Tuesday Before Christmas many years ago. We haven't shown him in a long time, and I think this is his best film. Uh, it's called Intragalde. It's a film that's kind of, you know, maybe easy to go under the radar a little bit. Um, it showed at Cannes, got very good reviews, but didn't get a ton of buzz. And I think this is, for me, one of the films that stayed with me the most um, from, from our main slate. It is about um, humanitarian aid workers um, in Romania. They go on an expedition. And you think it's this social drama, but then it turns into a thriller. Uh, it's one of it's an incredibly suspenseful film, and I think it's a really philosophical film. It asks a lot of questions about what charity means, what 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 generosity means between people. Uh, and uh, I'm excited that one Radu is coming. <laughs> for, uh, Radu Jude, we're going to do a live Q&A with him after his uh, first screening in Tully, and I expect that to, 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 to be the kind of film that brings down the house uh, in some ways, uh, and uh, Radu Muntian is going to be here in person. So I, I uh, very different Romanian films, um, highly recommend you check them out. I also want to single out the two filmmakers with two films in the main slate, uh, one of them, Maddie already mentioned, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Japanese filmmaker. I think he is on his way to becoming one of the greats. These are two really incredible films, Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy and Drive My Car. He's only in his early 40s. Uh, I think he's working at the level of like a master filmmaker. Uh, he's just being discovered. I mean, they both won top prizes at Berlin and at Cannes. And he's coming to present both films, uh, so I think you know, catch him on 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 the way up because he's he's really going to be uh, one of one of the major figures in world cinema. The other one you probably already know, uh, Hong Sang Soo. We have many Hong Sang Soo films in the festival over the years. These are two really unusual films. I think they both push in different directions for him. Uh, for somebody who's, who works so much, he still finds new ways uh, to to expand his project. He isn't coming, he doesn't always travel, but I can say that in lieu of a, we actually just asked him to record a video, but he made an entire short film for us um, to play before those screenings. So if you're coming to any of those, you will get to see, I mean, I actually would call it, it's like, it's a fully developed, conceived, three, four minute short film that he made for us that you will get to see at any of the four Hong Sang Soo screenings. So. Um, I think we want to, you know, take your questions and hear your thoughts, and, and you know, either here or, or at Indie, whatever, whatever works. <laughs> Surprise is really a good way to put it because I feel like that's what we look for in a way. If there's anything we look for, it is to be surprised. For me, I would say only because I didn't know this filmmaker. Um, Devika mentioned it. It's this Georgian film. What do we see when we look at the sky? I was totally surprised by this film, in a in a good way. Sometimes you surprise, you know, not in a good way. So, but uh, to qualify, that was a, a very pleasant surprise. Uh, yeah. And if anybody else wants to, I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug something that I think Maddie mentioned earlier. I, you know, I saw a film by Saul Williams years ago at Sundance um, about spoken word. Um, but this film, ne Neptune Frost, um, is totally unique. You saw the you saw the clip that we showed. Um, I mean, there's just so much happening. 
um, in terms of the ideas it's exploring, the, the visuals, the music. Um, so this collaboration between Saul and Anisia is just really, really special, really distinctive. Um, I'm not even going to pretend to it to say that I understood every moment of it, but it has stayed with me and um, kind of the music still kind of st has lingered and kind of haunts me as, as well. So I think that's that was a really surprising movie for me as, as someone that sort of went in a totally different direction. I hadn't heard from him in a long time and this movie really stood out. Well, it's tough for me because my section's all sort of like known quantities, but, um, <laughs> but I guess I'll say uh, a film that was just like pretty difficult that I've known of for years, but it was like fairly difficult to see, which is radio on uh, Christopher Pettit, this um, uh, really remarkable sort of like minimalist, like deconstruction of the road movie from the 1980s from the UK. And um, it's, I guess it's it like its reputation is sort of as having one of the like greatest soundtracks uh, ever. It's it's uh, sort of wall to wall craft work and Devo and David Bowie. And, um, uh, but it's also, I mean, it's also just like a really uh, mesmerizing, uh, great uh, film. If you like like uh, early Vim vendors, you'll be into this. So that's my kind of, that's what kind of surprised me, I guess. I just want to shout out a film that we probably won't end up having a talk about, but I hoped that we might. Um, the filmmaker is not going to be attending, I think. Uh, but it's a current film called I Want to Talk About Dura uh, by Claire Simon, which is uh, a really intense film uh, featuring two actors who are recreating a real-life interview uh, between a journalist, writer, and a man who was the romantic sexual partner and sort of collaborator with uh, the, the French writer and director Marguerite Duras. And it's uh, just a reenactment of this long conversation, this interview with this young man talking about their creative and uh, romantic relationship, uh, which is very complicated. And it gets, the, the film really um, does a lot with, with sort of performance, with recreating a documentary text in a new context. Um, and I loved it and I don't work on the current features, but, um, just wanted to plug it. I mean, there was, there, there were a bunch of films that decided to hold off, right? Is that what you mean? Like films yeah. that weren't yeah, I mean, like Memoria was ready. I saw it last year. Um, Velvet yeah, Underground. Velvet Underground. We all saw and we invited last year and we had a, we had a conversation with them that went pretty far, but actually showing it last year, but they decided to just hold it. Yeah, Bergman nice. Island, we saw and invited last year. So yeah, that that was a fairly common thing. A lot of films were just on the fence about, you know, do we want to premiere at a festival that's possibly virtual and possibly like half capacity and all that, you know, with lots of restrictions. And so a lot of, not a lot. I mean, we obviously got enough films for last year's festival, but many films waited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Benedetta's been ready for like two years. You know, like <laughs> Paul Verhoeven like doesn't even like talking about it anymore because he was like, I don't remember making this film. So, all right. Thank, thank you. you, everyone.